It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're the content creators for Friday Night Games. We want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by educating and entertaining you through our board gaming adventures. Our podcast lands every Friday, and we create content for Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and now YouTube. This episode is sponsored by TabletopRenaissance.ca, located in our hometown of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. They just launched their new web store, so check out TabletopRenaissance.ca for your board game and tabletop miniature needs. Today, we're going to discuss the digital platforms for board games and if we think it's a viable solution to playing games as we continue to navigate this COVID-19 pandemic. And if we should continue on this route afterwards. We will discuss what our experiences have been like, what the benefits and downsides are of these platforms, best platforms we've tried, and the ones we haven't. Yeah, so we just hit the one-year mark of when Canada initiated emergency orders and our lives changed drastically. With this ongoing pandemic and our province specifically being in and out of lockdowns and stay-at-home orders, Matt and I have really had to make adjustments in how we created content for our audience. So for the last two or three months, we have been streaming on Twitch via Tabletopia and Tabletop Simulator just so that we can continue to connect and play games with each other while being forced to stay home yeah how's that been like (laughs) ah it's been a doozy (laughs) it's been interesting that's for sure you know you do what you got to do but i think playing games online has kind of been hit or miss for me you know i'm not sure if it's due to the age of the computer i'm using and you know my poor internet connection oh press pause Uh, there that computer's real old (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) it's my it's my hand me down from what i got from work so it's got to be it's got to be like 90 years i'm like what 105 it's gotta be like 96 years old or something right oh before laptops even existed i like it (laughs) just travel through time yeah yeah so like the the age of the laptop and you know the poor internet connection it's been challenging for me to just you know navigate and play a game without constantly being dropped out of it and i find the more intricate games are the more difficult it is to navigate but i don't think i'm quite used to the digital platform since i haven't really utilized it prior to this i am grateful that exists though you know it has been nice to continue to create content and play games with you matt during the lockdown but i think maybe i want to hate it more (laughs) because it's not a tangible experience for me Mm -hmm. you know board games are supposed to create that sense of community fun and belonging but i get bored yeah, it really sometimes. it really feels like we're missing the so I mean you're missing a social aspect of it, right? Right. Like if if I'm going to stay at home and play a board game with someone, I might as well just I don't I don't talk to them anymore, so I could just go do something <laughs> else, right? Right. The one thing I have been enjoying is playing the game Blood on the Clock Tower with a few other content creators. I don't know if that's just because there's no actual interaction with a board or moving components around and it's just, you know, playing a role and making decisions while chatting with people over Discord. That's been what my experience has been like. What about you? You know, I have had a couple sets of experiences. So when I I do the online conventions i think that is been a great experience it's been awesome it lets me play the game without the two grand plus you know trip expense (laughs) (laughs) that comes along with going to an actual convention i don't have to rent a hotel room right yeah i mean you you can come sleep here i'll charge you (laughs) (laughs) do you need money (laughs) please sir (laughs) 
Yeah, so like and like it allows me and the designers, which you might have heard of, you know, on the Alex Eston podcast, demo the game and give feedback right away and I don't have to leave my house. Some of the bad things is I don't actually get to interact face to face with the designers, which kind of sucks. So I don't actually get to meet them. I will say that all the major conventions, I think, didn't like an amazing job shifting to digital as quickly and you know for how fairly smoothly it all went i think they did a really good job with like little notice and little time yeah they i mean they kind of had to because that's how they make money right if they don't Mm -hmm. have a kind of you know they had to do something to get money and i'm sure that i'm sure they got hit really hard i'm sure they make a ton of money doing these things so it's probably pretty sad for them another experience is when we do twitch streams i actually think it's way better i actually think it's way better because i don't have to set up (laughs) (laughs) Nor do I have to waste as much time cleaning up. When you come over and we both do an online thing, it's way less set up, way less clean up than when we actually have to get the overhead cam up, get all the lighting out. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like completely different. And allow it allows me to be at the computer so I can monitor the chat easier. I think the same thing with you. Yep. Right? So we could do that stuff at the same time. Now, the other experience, and this is the other end of the coin, is when we play with our gaming group, I actually think it's a terrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> For instance, a game could take way longer than I wanted to, you know, and, yeah. and and I don't even think that has to do with, you know, we have like a couple big thinkers in our group. I don't even think it has to do with that. I think it just has to do with the fact that they're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, when you, when you play an online game, like take a half hour game, add at least a half hour just to navigate it on screen and put that with people not paying attention. <laughs> right, yeah, and and I know like when a couple of them were saying that they play Dungeons and Dragons together, one of two of them were actually saying that they just play a video game on the side. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So they're like, like, oh, I just play a video game, and then when it's my turn, I go back to it. And you're like, oh, so it kind of takes away from that social aspect, you know. And then there's a waiting game too that I really don't like. Basically, you're like, it starts at eight. What time does everyone get on at? Yeah, I don't know, eight thirty, nine. <laughs> 10 <laughs> not at all you know, i don't know so there's like all those things you're like come on I, I i don't know maybe that's just a trait of me i gotta like tell them to come on earlier or something but i just feel like you know i told you to come at eight you're, you know you're, you're not paying attention all right whatever <laughs> why am i even doing this yeah so the last experience is as a content creator publishers are like hey we don't have to send you stuff just play our link and it's like yeah. well yeah that's i mean that's great i will say that is amazing i can play this stuff but then the other part is like well i don't get to take pictures yeah right so that's like the hard that's the hard part for me like yeah i, lo- I would definitely want to play your thing i'll play it on tabletop simulator or, or steam but at the same time it's like well at I want to actually see the end product too, right? Yeah. I, I want something tangible. I want something in my hands. I, it takes longer to play on on that. And then also it means that I have to set it up with you another night. So something that could have taken, you know, an hour now takes two hours. So there's a, there's right. a time aspect to it. Yeah, I agree. Like, like I said before, just playing online digitally, like, you know, we played Parks one day and, you know, that game's a fairly quick game to play in person, but I feel like it took like almost two hours to play with me, you and Kevin. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, just trying to, you know, move and flip everything and all that stuff. It, it It's a little hard, hard to navigate. <laughs> but in, in, a, in a good way too, you know, we don't see Kevin very often. So it actually let us play with Kevin, which was nice. Yeah. A couple that's times. That's nice because Kevin, Kevin lives in the States. So, you know, who knows when we'll, we'll actually get to see him again. Yeah. We're separated by that river border and <laughs> I mean, we didn't, we didn't get to see a lot of him normally. Right. So this actually let us play with him on, on a day that he had 
free time, so which was really nice. So besides getting to see Kevin again, <laughs> or hanging out with Kevin, uh, what have been some of the benefits from transitioning to the digital age? Getting to see Kevin. <laughs> That's the only benefit. <laughs> What about you? So one huge benefit I see is that it allows us to invite people on our stream more often to play the games with us. So I enjoy playing the games with designers, other content creators, maybe even some of our fans. And it actually makes for a way better show than just kind of watching me and you do our thing. And then as for conventions, I don't have to leave my house. (laughs) So I get up in my underwear, I go to the convention in my underwear, and I go back to bed in my underwear. (laughs) You just do that for work too. (laughs) I do. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I I like that we've been invited to play a lot of games that haven't been released yet and aren't even produced yet. That's been really cool. I like the idea of playing a game that you may not want to spend the money on or you're not sure if you want to spend the money on it and then you still get a decent experience out of the deal. You know, you can pay for like a little subscription on you know tabletopia or tabletop simulator and you could play you could play some pretty well-known games and Mm -hmm. you know decide for yourself if you want to get that that product i'm gonna admit that's actually one of the better things about the conventions too the online conventions using these platforms allows for you to actually demo the games before you choose to buy them and that's exactly why you would go to a convention too so it actually cuts the convention cost out and allows you to experience the exact same thing with a person who knows how to play the game teaching you and it kind of like oh i really like this game i want to buy it that's actually that's actually why i bought seven souls right i bought seven souls because i demoed it i thought it was amazing so i bought it awesome yeah it was a great game and i think what a really cool thing now that you're talking about conventions you can actually demo the games you want to play oh yeah like dude oh my (laughs) yes yes was i complaining about that i think i was right every time i go to a convention i could never get a table or a demo of the game i really wanted to play because there's always people taking up those seats, right? Right. They allow more times and, and spots to play. And I think that's been pretty cool. Because I just, I, I didn't attend any of the conventions like you did. I think I sat in on one of your Gen Con experiences where they were showing, demoing Hocus Pocus. And I forget what the other game was. Hex Hex Dex. Yeah, yeah. Hex Hex Dex. And that was really cool. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was fun. Actually, it was, it was, the convention was really fun when me and you were both there playing yeah. as one person. Just because it was just so weird <laughs> for the <laughs> other people that is like creating an experience for everybody you know yeah that's what you get when you get the friday night games package <laughs> yeah two-headed monster <laughs> any other benefits that you see well, i mean other than what we've already talked about like having it, it allows us to actually have people play with us from different places and get developers and stuff and i know like jim from mission to planet hacks said that it allowed him to demo games to people in different parts of the world who normally wouldn't be able to go to these conventions yeah and i yeah that's a really cool point too like having that worldwide aspect to bring people to your conventions would be really sweet i really think that jim kind of hit the nail on the head there when he said that because it's it's easier to do that now i mean well we did a stream with someone from like stockholm sweden (laughs) which was really good by the way check that on our youtube page yeah dawn of titan and you know like when would we have had the chance to actually do that in person like you know i'm not gonna fly to sweden to to play a game and i'm sure they're not gonna fly here to demo a game to us yeah i don't think yeah outside of a convention time right exactly so it actually lets us you know no one's going to come to windsor ontario 
(laughs) (laughs) or even Detroit for that matter. So it kind of like gets people to interact with us, even though we're not in their areas, which is really good. Yeah. And I'm going to piggyback on to connecting with like designers and stuff like that. It's been really fun just connecting with our audience on Twitch stream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, give a shout out to Emotional Cyborg again, because she popped up on one of our streams and played Calico with us, you know, and just having, you know, chatting with her every week has been like a real pleasure and just getting to know some of our our fans and audience a little bit better has been has been awesome yeah it's it's definitely the inner the interactions there i mean i do like playing with you but i also feel like if we're doing it we're, we're doing it to entertain people right so on that note it's always good to have someone on the show whether it be emotional cyborg or designers or other fans i think that's an amazing thing we can do yeah what's the downside of it then if you go back for me, at least, if you go back and for a few weeks ago and listen to our mental health and board game podcast, we list a few reasons why board games help with my mental health specifically. And, you know, having that social interaction is a huge part for me that really gets lost in translation when we go online. I mean, now we're fortunate enough that our lockdown has lifted or our stay at home order has lifted. So I'm able to, you know, go to your house and, and spend time with you and play games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and there's a whole like psychological aspect too of just being online all day outside of board games on like Zoom meetings or whatever and like having to stare at yourself and, and strangers all day. It really just takes a toll. I'm going to go a little psycho- psychologist here, I guess. I heard on the radio today, so it's in my brain. When you're when you're staring at people on the computer, that's like almost like an intimate relationship, right? Like I don't even look at my wife that long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so that that really takes a toll on your brain. So that that it's kind of affected me that way. I mean, other than that, not having that tangible social experience you know eating some like some skittles and and like you know having your brother order pizza <laughs> and leave and leaving three quarters of it there for us to eat <laughs> like, just just don't get just don't get that yeah anymore. we don't get that free mooching of jay's food <laughs> jay can you just eat a pizza and then send us the rest like drop it off yeah. at our houses <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's been the the worst part for me is is just really trying to keep my mental health in check during this. You know, screen time is terrible for everybody. It's funny you, yeah. You know, I think one of the major issues is just staring at a screen all day. I, I don't know if the yeah. I don't know if the seeing people's faces is such a big deal, especially if you if I I actually work like that all day long. Not that yeah. I'm in meetings all day long, but when we are in meetings, it is it is through you know visual faces, and it's at least once a day. But most people just don't turn their camera on. <laughs> Like, don't look at me. (laughs) Bad hair day today. Look away. (laughs) But yeah, no, the whole thing is just fatigue from sitting on the screen. And I totally agree with that, too. I mean, that's why I loved board games, because I'm on a computer for eight plus hours a day. So I wanted to get away from that. And and even like when I have a tangible game in front of me, it allows me to teach, allows me to learn that so I could teach it later on. And that still gets me off the computer. It's like reading a book. Right. So I'm just going to reiterate some points that I mentioned earlier. So basically the players not being completely involved, and I'm guilty of this too. Like I'll be reading news sometimes <laughs> as I'm waiting for people to take their turns. I'm like, okay, you guys are just like completely boring me. I'm just going to like put up some Detroit Lions news, you know, which is not, which is not really interesting either. <laughs> which tells you how interested i am and then sometimes i'll see like people like just like doing other things like maybe they're maybe they're like posting on social media and i'm like wait a minute you're not even paying attention you're posting on social media or i literally <laughs> see that like you know we're in a game but then one of our 
players is actually on I'll turn on Steam and I'll turn on the Blizzard thing and I like watch them playing other games. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah, I'm like, oh look, I'm like, oh I couldn't show up, I'm a little busy, then I'm like watching them like play League of Legends or something. <laughs> like good one so i don't know there's a little bit of that right and and i don't know i don't i don't really appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) you know when you're in person you don't have those distractions right right like you 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 might but it's a little bit more obvious if someone goes to start loading up steam and about to play valheim (laughs) you know like uh what are you doing man we're in the middle of a board game Can you uh, yeah 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 yeah. Uh, I'll take my turn. John, what John, what are you doing, man? Why are you loading up uh, World of Warcraft right now? <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where it's like you know, in person you, you don't have the excuses, so you you have to put down your stuff or like, hey, I'm looking at you. You know, you're you're playing Hearthstone on your phone, Novi, and you know I'm looking at you, so you need to take your turn, right? Your turn's taking longer because you're trying to play Hearthstone and play with us. Come on. <laughs> right? Before you go on, I must say, just so nobody doesn't get angry at me, he hasn't done that in, like, years, but I still bring that up. Yeah, sorry. I just think it's funny because, you know, you're talking about all these social distractions while being in the social setting. But I just picked up a game where you actually have to use your cell phones to communicate. Oh, no. <laughs> through the oh, entire no, game. Oh, no, no, no. What game yeah. is that? It's called Alice is Missing. Yeah, joke's on you, John. My cell phone don't work. <laughs> Well, you're just text messaging, so it's all good. Oh, that yeah, works. okay, work, yeah. Well, that's kind of, uh, I guess that's like a secret messaging system, right? That's the whole idea. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I don't know. I feel like I feel like everyone has to socialize, mm-hmm. so you kind of have to put that away. And I know some people claim they're like, oh, I'm so introverted, yada, yada, yada. Yet socially, they're like completely burning up. <laughs> they say they aren't but i could watch their like you know i could just watch them you know be like oh my god i wish i was out of my house and it's like well you know that's actually like social anxiety you claim to be super introverted but you're actually not right right like me i'm actually more extroverted but i actually don't care if i see anybody <laughs> is that bad i think that's kind of bad actually because i'm probably like if you guys consider me in the group you would say i'm the most social right yeah um, yeah oh like while we're together yeah 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 but like honestly i'm like oh no one's coming over this is great <laughs> yeah well you know that's just you don't got to clean up everyone's mess and uh, i don't look at it like stuff, that so. i just look at it like i don't know i could just get to do whatever i want i guess i don't know play a board game in your underwear yeah well, I might just start doing that when when everything goes back to normal anyway. I'd be like, this is the new normal, guys. Just me and yeah, my underwear. It's new normal. So what do you think is the best platform we've used, Matthew? Tabletopia, hands down. Yeah. For Well, I guess I shouldn't say hands down. They all have their benefits and, and they all have flaws and benefits. But Tabletopia, I think, is way more accessible. All you need is a web browser and it works on, I would say, 90% of the computers. But I yeah. have heard some people say it doesn't work for them, which is kind of strange because it's just, it's like I said, it's just web browser based. So it should be able to work on almost every, anything. If it works on my computer, it works for everyone. <laughs> exactly that's that's <laughs> your computer is my gauge to how well it's gonna work obviously right but but tabletop simulators controls are like way better because it's not browser based so it makes that makes a lot of sense that they don't have you know they could tweak the ui controls the user interface controls so that it works for everybody and but the thing is uh, the ui kind of looks like garbage it looks like i'm like in this like 1980s paint program <laughs> ms paint not even ms paint like windows <laughs> 3.1 paint and i'm like ready to play i'm like i like I mean, the game doesn't look like that because you're just importing pictures, but right. it's just like, I don't know, like it's 
it's this like it obviously controls better it runs better but tabletopia is way more accessible and like i said runs out of a web browser so they can update that more frequently to a computer unless you're using right. internet explorer 11 or ie 11 as we like to slang it <laughs> as developers but yeah it's just way more accessible so i think it's a better platform because of accessibility and i think accessibility is the most important thing yeah i agree it's been tabletopia has been easier for me to use the one thing about tabletop simulator i think has better options for creators and designers to make their game as close to the experience as possible and that when i think about that i think about umbravia you know we tried it on both platforms and just the ability to hide the bidding on tabletop simulator where tabletop tabletopia you you couldn't do that so i could see what you were trying to bid on right i really wanted to yeah and that's and that's the thing with tabletopia i know it needs it needs more refinement but they're like a smaller team too right maybe they just need more money so go subscribe which is which is kind of sucks too because tabletopia has like i said a smaller team but they have a lot of free games too right and that's what's cool too so like they've got they've actually got a lot of good free games as well right tabletop simulator you have to buy and then you have to hope a developer puts out the mod for the game but you will have like custom people making their own mods but they're never as good as you know the developer doing it plus it's a little slight to the developer if you make a mod for them (laughs) (laughs) just saying it's not a great thing to do is there anything that we haven't tried i'm I'm gonna go with you first on this one you know i i haven't really looked into it as much i know there's like board game arena Mm. That we haven't tried. So that's pretty big because um, didn't they get like acquired by someone big recently? Isn't it as Modi? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. So it'll be interesting to see how that how that plays out. A lot of people are pretty concerned about it. Really? Why? They think Asmodi's going to do a poor job? Well, they they like acquired Fantasy Flight Games, and I guess like just turn that to 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 garbage or something. I don't. I I think people. I didn't didn't follow it very often. I haven't followed it either. I don't. I don't know about that opinion. I feel like people just like. Like, people hate change. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yep. We all hate change. Yeah. It's hard to navigate. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, so we haven't used that one. Is there anything special about that one, different than the other platforms? I think it's just like a lot of people use it. Okay. I just haven't had a chance to use it, I guess. So I haven't really thought about it. Because I just, I just thought it was Tabletop Simulator or Tabletopia. But it, it's another web-based browser thing. You can play it on your phones and stuff like that as well. Oh, you play on your phones? That's kind of neat. Yeah. That's really neat. I know, I know there's like different games on each too, right? So that's kind of like, a, right. that's an important thing. And I think they all have their own free games too. So when you're like looking to play free games, you should look between the three main platforms basically. And they'll, they'll have different offerings too. Does it warrant having a membership to all three i don't know (laughs) maybe does it warrant warrant having a membership to netflix prime crave spotify itunes (laughs) (laughs) yeah everything is like micro transactions right although i will admit they are pretty cheap and if you do play a lot of tabletop games you want to do it online you know it's good to do one of the services and if you if you're like me you just buy it by the month you know what i mean like oh we're gonna do this game these games this month you know i buy it or everyone buys it and we split the account or something i think that's like a good way to look at it is there anything you haven't tried well i'm just going to use this question to slam the old magic the gathering (laughs) online system (laughs) 
right? Have you ever seen that thing? Uh, Pull the picture right now. Pull me. the picture and tell me what you what you think about it. The very first the very first two images. You type in magic online and images. The very first two images are it. The third image looks like her stone, but then the first two yeah. look like it's basically like this old archaic Windows 3.1 interface. Yeah. And it looks like it's like made from like 1993. Yeah. I actually tried playing it because I I always get like a little magic a little magic itch like oh man can I get some magic you know and so like I actually downloaded it and I I could not figure out for the life of me how to buy sell trade or even play I never even actually got to play I was just like <laughs> what am I doing and I'm like I had no idea and it is like it feels like it is the gatekeeping it's like a gatekeeper for those who want to play collectible card games online like I just feel like it's like <laughs> like some dude laughing on the other end like good luck trying to play over here <laughs> well, you have to like figure out this huge interface and you just feel so dumb too because you're like i think interfaces have gotten better which they have so they released magic arena recently which is which it look remind which should remind you of hearthstone but it stems from this version which actually is actually super expandable it has every card and every set and everything but it just feels so archaic when you're trying to yeah. play but but i will give it a lot of credit I know I just teared it down for a minute or two, but let me let me let me bring it up. It was ahead of its time. It was made in 2002, and it was actually probably made for like Windows 98 using like a Visual Studio or .NET, one of the very early versions of .NET. And it did actually introduce the game to like an online audience using the internet. And if we didn't have it, we wouldn't have the popularity of Hearthstone, and we wouldn't have Magic Arena. So it really did do a fantastic job. But the thing is, they didn't have a path, and and this probably is because it was developed for a Windows platform. They didn't have the path to upgrade it properly and make it user-friendly right. over the years. So so the new system is pretty good. So the new system is Magic Arena, but it's still pretty costly. Like It costs a lot of money to get a set or to pay for packs and stuff. Well, you still have to pay for all that. Yeah, you do. So the original didn't have, Magic Online didn't have a free-to-play, but you can do cool things. Like they had like, hey, buy a pre-made deck and stuff like that, which they introduced a lot later. But Magic Arena is free-to-play. So you can slowly build up a small card collection without having to worry about collecting. But the thing with Magic is that, you know, you're going to want to collect to get better, right? That's true. You're going to spend money. So we haven't tried the old Magic the Gathering online system. (laughs) 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 And I'm not going to. So there you go. All right. So talked about digital platform, you know, what our experience has been like, benefits, downsides. So do you think this is a viable solution moving forward, even when this pandemic is done? Do you think people are going to stay online? You, you go you first. Thinking? You go first. Yeah. I mean, it's been a good experience overall. There's obviously elements I don't that don't appeal to me, but the ability to continue to play games during lockdown and have more accessibility to games that maybe I normally wouldn't have and the conventions and connecting with designers has been really good i think everyone did a fantastic job implementing the digital platform for those conventions and play testing like relatively quickly to get these games out to us what i want it to be the forever solution no like I said before, board games are about that social element, playing with friends. So getting together with everybody is kind of my happy place. Mm-hmm. Sitting in my basement, playing a game on my computer, I'm, I I would rather not. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, for right now, it is what it is. And it's been good for us to create content. It's been great for us to connect 
and uh, meet new people and chat with designers, which I think has been, been awesome. Yeah. So to, for me to answer this question, I'm just going to slam the Magic the Gathering online system again. <laughs> I can't believe this platform has been around for 20 years and they barely upgraded it. It just, just oh. blows my mind. Okay, joke, joking aside, <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. I, I think it is a viable solution. I just think it needs to improve a bit. I like I like the platform for the idea that you can try the games before you buy them. I think that's that's amazing. I do hate how it takes away from social aspect with people not having to pay attention. But I think that's up to the group, right? So I'm no mm. like our groups like that, but I I'm sure not every group is like that. It's just ours. And then I actually kind of like look to the future of it. I think like this. This was very viable using virtual reality or VR, even like the VR headsets. Oh, yeah. Because just imagine like, you know, you have the VR headset, you have your hand, you know, your hands are now tangible, just like you would a normal board game. You're able to grab and move pieces with both your hands at the same time. And that would stop a lot of distractions too, right? Because you have to have the headpiece on. You can't be like on your phone or you can't be, you know, playing Doom. (laughs) 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 Or you have to be in the game. So I think that that would actually improve. And then those things are I don't eh, they could be up to the point I don't know I don't think they're up to the point I think they're still expensive for a consumer but as those improve the thought of board gaming using computer will be awesome in that sense because of those things yeah I think it is viable I think the future is there but at the same time you know you can't I hate it when people are like oh virtual reality is already here we should be able to do it it's like no people still have to develop those things developing takes a long time because you have to start from basically scratch and then as that develops then it becomes a more viable solution so it's probably like years in the future to be honest yeah it's a good way to look at it though mm-hmm. all right well thank you matt if you like what you hear please follow us on your favorite streaming platform and like us or leave us a review on apple Podcasts. if you want us to feature a game or you have a game that you'd like us to feature email us at info at fridaynight.games we are also currently looking for sponsors so if you're interested email us at info at friday night games and check us out on our socials instagram at friday night games underscore official twitter and twitch at friday night gms on our website fridaynight.games and look up friday night games on youtube and remember we're matt and john and it's friday night so let's have some fun